Good evening and welcome to The Pulse. In part two of tonight's show, how can something as simple as a free TV licence allocation lead to a constitutional crisis? First though, Hong Kong's workforce is expected to decline precipitously in the next two decades. By 2041, only 1.8 people of working age will be having to support one dependent elderly person. Currently, the ratio is 5 to 1. On Thursday, the government launched a four-month consultation on population policy, and it's a policy that involves a wide range of factors. Recent reports suggest that immigration is increasing as Hong Kong people are becoming increasingly jaded with living conditions, air pollution, education problems, and the political direction the city seems to be taking. Hong Kong residents are also having fewer children. Encouraging immigration is one solution, and the People's Daily is keen to support the immigration of mainlanders to the SAR. Yet widespread immigration from the mainland is yet another issue that's worrying Hong Kong's long-time citizens. Some are concerned that the aim is essentially to introduce cheap labour that will undercut Hong Kong's workers and change the city's face and culture. Announcing its four-month consultation on population policy, the government revealed that it's not likely to change its views on immigration from the mainland. The four-month consultation is asking for views on such issues as immigration, labour, retirement age and family planning. The government sees mainland migration as the major source for population growth, even while Hong Kong is finding it harder to attract expatriates from elsewhere. The government says it currently lacks data on how mainland migration may augment the workforce. There is, in some quarters, strong opposition to importing labour. The consultation paper points out that there are already shortages in some industries like construction and catering. However, it doesn't raise the issue of how the existing population might be retrained to support the economy. The whole paper gives me an impression that uh, it's more like a human resource policy instead of population policy. Uh, we should be talking more about the quality of life of uh, the people in Hong Kong. Some had hoped the government would address housing and poverty concerns, which are closely related to the population policy and to people's decision to have children. They said that housing is not concerned in this paper because we have these long-term housing strategies. Uh, and then the universal pension system, we've been talking for years, but uh, the paper said, well, we are not going to deal with this. But these are all related to uh, the population policy that we've, we've been talking about. So I think it is, uh, quite, um, we are quite disappointed that these kind of uh, issues are not being dealt with in, in this paper. 
Well, with us in the studio are Paul Yip, a professor of social work and social administration at the University of Hong Kong, and Audrey Yu of the Civic Party. Paul Yip, can I come to you first? Because, in fact, you were a member of this steering committee that's produced this consultation document. Um, many people say that actually what this is is a document not about population but about the workforce. Is that, is that fair? Well, I think the workforce itself is one of the important of the population policy. We, can, we cannot deny that. But one of the very important things of this consultation document is to try to make Hong Kong to be sustainable and that our quality of life will be better tomorrow. So don't put just too much emphasis on the workforce itself, but we are talking about how to create a Hong Kong to be an Asian cosmopolitan city. The, the, the whole question seems to have been framed in the needs of the workforce, not in the needs of society in general. Well, whether you like it or not, by 2018, our workforce is going to come down. Our population size is going to go up. Now, we do need to find the people who do the job. Now, at this moment, because we have a very low fertility rate, occurred in the past two decades. So that's why we are really lacking of these people who are working for the Hong Kong development. So that's why the workforce itself, indeed, is a very important component, I think, for the population policy. Uh, Audrey Yu, mm. would you have liked to have seen a, a wider document? Or, or how, in fact, do you view population as a political priority? Well, uh, of course, for a small, crowded place like Hong Kong, population policy is very, very important. But it seems to me that this um, consultation paper uh, doesn't really ask the important questions. I mean, because now we feel that a lot of people actually are not coming to Hong Kong and are leaving Hong Kong. So the big question is why? I mean, when, when you watch television and see, for example, there's a long queue for kindergarten places, I mean, you can well understand why the fertility rate is low. And also when you have really, really, really long working hours and, and low pay and so on. And also, I mean, even when you have, uh, you know, you try to attract talents from overseas, but then you suddenly you find that there is a, a shortage of international school places. So, I mean, if you don't solve these problems, and also, of course, the housing problem, I mean, you always hear the government talking about well, lack of land uh, and, well, even uh, sort of talk about uh, invading into our country parks. And how do you begin to, um, you know, attract uh, talents from elsewhere? And how do you, in fact, deal with the unhappiness index uh, in Hong Kong? But that, what you're saying does suggest the need for a more proactive population policy. And, and um, I think a lot uh, th that um, is really that has to be done is really making Hong Kong an attractive place. I mean, uh, Paul, you talk about making Hong Kong sustainable. I mean, a lot of people feel that Hong Kong is not sustainable. They don't have hope. I mean, if you can't even choose the television uh, station that you want to watch, you know, I mean, you pe see people camping out outside the central government offices because government has depriving them of choice in relation to television. I mean, how do you begin to say, well, we think Hong Kong should be a sustainable city? I think we have, we have used Chapter 4 and Chapter 5 I mean, to tell about how do we enhance our human capital. I mean, that's very important. I mean, uh, we also in Chapter 5, we are talking about how to make Hong Kong as a more uh, family-friendly living place and working place as well. Actually, they do have spelled out very specific things, what we are hoping for. Can you uh, just pluck a couple of examples out of things that you think are priorities that need to be acted on now? Well, <laughs> it's very important. I think we keep our population. I think the... Uh, 
the capacity. I mean, and not only in terms of the quantity and the quality as well. It is because now when we see our aging problem, I think uh, in the 10 years time, I think this, this post is 60 people, they're going to retire now. So what we expect is these young people, they, will be, they have to be, become even more productive than what we are now in order to maintain our current level of living. So I that's, think that's the problem. That's not the, so what are the priorities for the solution? The, I mean, the solution, when you're asking me, invest on the education invest on the skill of the Hong Kong people. And also, if we do not have enough that, bring in the foreign talents. I think bring in the foreign talents that meet our needs. I think that is very important. Audrey Yu, where, where do you see priorities here? Well, I think I'm worried a bit that um, the consultation paper gives people the impression that it's all about the short-term labor shortage. I mean, you, you if you compare the amount of money that the government has spent on infrastructure and the government, uh, the, the money that is being spent now, I mean, you understand why there are a shortage of short-term labour. But this seems to be saying because of this shortage, we now need to import, you know, uh, uh, labour from abroad. And it's not really dealing with the main problems that Hong Kong is now facing. I mean, with lack of resources and everything in, in hospital beds to uh, kindergarten school places and to land for housing and international school places. And if you don't solve these problems, you don't begin to attract people uh, to stay in Hong Kong and to, to come to Hong Kong. I mean, we've had these... Um, and I didn't mention pollution either. You didn't mention pollution, yeah. indeed. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we've had these um, population studies before and nothing's happened. Do you have any reason to believe that this time it well, will be any difference. I think in 2003, I was a member of this population policy committee as well. I mean, for the past 10 years, I, because you don't see anything. Because at that time, I think partly because they do not see the urgency of, of the problem. But now, because the 2018 now is closer now, then we do face the problem. And actually, it's from that point, time onwards, we are talking about a continuous reduction of our workforce. So it is not a short-term problem. It's a long-term short. It's a long-term problem of we do not have enough talent or working people to sustain the Hong Kong development, and that's why we have to work on it right now and right here and try to improve our opportunities for our young people because we do need them. I mean, to support the whole development, and that's why that's why we say that we have to be proactively in attracting the the talent to come to Hong Kong. When you see in Shanghai, in Singapore, they are going out, I think, to sell the country, to try to get the best people to come. They try to make the things more attractive. They try to get the housing problem, get the air clean, get the educational uh, right. I mean, these are the things that we have to work on, definitely. Well, Paul Yip, thank you very much. And Audrey Yu, we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. The protests over the free TV licensing debacle continue outside the Legislative Council and central government offices at Tamar, and the public and many politicians are still asking for answers. The question is simple. How come the television company that was most popular with the public and had done the most work to back up its application for a free TV license was the one that didn't get one? Particularly as earlier statements had suggested that there was not a limit on the number of potential licensees.
邊個、呃、申請，無論佢申請書嘅內容係點，無論顧問報告或者法律意見係點，我哋來者不拒。但係制度同埋政策對我哋嘅要求並唔係來者不拒。究竟發牌與唔發牌係一個政治決定，一或係來者不拒，一或只不過係一個個人嘅篩選。啊，王維基先生，佢唔係政治人，佢亦都冇政治立場，所以我哋嘅考慮全面，但係咧係冇政治考慮嘅。港管局嘅建議，亦都係要發牌俾香港電視嘅。如果特首要改政策，係咪應該要諮詢？係咪應該諮詢公眾先再改政策？如果特首連改政策都懶得去諮詢，話改嘅就改。我想請問一下，究竟香港係法律大、政策大，一或係特首最大？我知道咧，黃維基先生咧，佢已經提出話要進行司法覆核。我哋會喺法庭嗰度咧，誒將特區政府嘅理據咧係向法庭陳述嘅。其實好感謝香港市民對我哋嘅支持。今日可以係電視業嘅一件小事，但係聽日可以係另一啲大事，令到即係原來一個保密協、保密制機制咧，係令到所有嘅決定係唔需要話俾大家聽點解。好多導演啊，都係電視台出身嘅，好多演員、華仔、啊梁朝偉，全部係電視台出。所以我哋電影導演會，我哋電影嘅前輩、電影界前輩，一路是電視係一個創意工業非常緊要嘅一環，係我哋未來香港電影嘅接班人。所以我哋見到咁嘅情咧。係啊，好痛心。任何人都唔想見到一啲決定咧，係影響到人嘅嘅工作。顧問報告我哋交咗俾誒三家申請者。你講嗰個誒評核嘅誒，譬如話財政狀況等等，依啲涉及到商業秘密，仲有要考慮嘅咧誒就係誒而家六日前我哋已經收到誒司法複核嘅申請，啊我哋要準備咧係去應付呢場誒訴訟。I really hope that the government should come out and explain. The decision, and not hide behind this sort of secrecy principle, which is a nonsense, and not to hide behind judicial reveal, which is again 
an excuse because the court will not stop the government from explaining the decision. And the decision is not a decision which affects a particular company or particular person. This decision is a decision which affects everyone in Hong Kong. Tai 的確是有很多可以改善的地方如果這個消息是正確的話司法的複合我們大約需要兩至三個星期的時間去準備有關司法復合的文件我們會盡我們的能力從法律的途徑繼續爭取這個牌照初初希望如果是建制派同意是給三個牌那泛民又同意的話建制派肯給三個牌或者去考慮給三個牌的過程中我們就不需要用PMP去看這件事顯示結果 六十二個出席，二十七個贊成，三十三個反對，一個棄權。表決結果係否決嘅。我哋呢人係最衰人才，就係因為你嘅一攬子，搞到個個而家夢想冒曬。你知唔知啊？你市民最基本嘅免費電
as uh, political parties trying to stir up something uh, against the government, it has raised a tremendous concern and to extend tremendous anger uh, uh, in the public uh, to the extent the public does not accept that the government can now make decisions without telling people the reason. Well, we're still broadcasting for now, although our time is up for this week. We'll see you at the same time next week. Until then, goodbye. Let me see.